I remember when they told me there was nothing for me. No hopes to keep on dreaming, and I was way past 30. I sat in my room, and I began to cry. Then caught myself again, said I would upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Could never do it without my tribe. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Welcome to the Dr. D Inspire Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Dr. Alama DeGrasse here, president of Turning on the Lights Global Institute, and today is June 8th, 2023. I'm so glad that we are going to have a wonderful conversation today. And as you know, I love when I get to meet with my clients, do speaking engagements or do workshops that really let me know that you are tuned in. And one of the things I'm excited about with this particular podcast is that we are going to get to the bottom line of why some of you might be experiencing some stagnation. We also are going to give you some key tips to how to grow your business. And today our topic is called five actions you need to take when your money is funny. Mm. Obviously, we know that coming out of the pandemic, there were so many people that pivoted completely. Sometimes people decided that they wanted to change whole careers. Some people moved to other parts of the country they never thought they were going to live in. And other people took the risk of starting a new business. And as much as people love to say financial freedom is yours or be your own boss because you get to schedule your own, uh, you know, your, your day or you get to work from anywhere. There are also realities of entrepreneurship that may actually end that dream sooner for some than others. And today I'm going to be pretending that you are sitting right across from me in my office. So if you know that you're at a place where you need to figure out why you've been in stagnation or maybe you're very new and you don't know how to grab a hold of, of new clients, uh, if you're a service business, or maybe you've been in business for quite some time, but the way you've been operating your business is actually not effective anymore. And you have to think about how you can effectively pivot. We can't say that we want to have a business that is vibrant and thriving if we're not willing to do what's necessary to make the pivots, to make the changes, to meet the demands of those that we want to help. So hopefully this podcast today will give you some insight. So let's deep dive. When you serve others in a way that reminds them to really take stock of why they need your service, why they should value your service, you're really doing something that's very beneficial for them. I mean, sometimes a prospect or someone interested in your business who hasn't become a consumer yet, sometimes they don't even know that they need you as bad as they do until you show up. 
And that's why I want to talk to you about this theme, the five actions you need to take when your money is funny. The first action you need to take is one of introspection. You have to really take your vision seriously. What, I, what do I mean by that? Well, when you think about your company, especially if you're a solopreneur, I want you to really think about why you started it. And it will be essential that you look up, you look at the setup that you have for your business. And there are some things that you're going to need to do. When you take your vision seriously, like why you really started, it'll start cleaning up some things that you may not have paid attention to. Like number one, if we think about your establishment, especially if it's a service-based business, you could be a mental health provider, you could be a hair salon owner, you could have a small mom and pop shop, you can have a dollar store, whatever it is, I really want you to think about these little details I'm talking about today. Number one, you know, when people step in, do they see clutter everywhere? And you would think that it's something that we all know, be organized, get organized, but there's something that happens when a consumer walks into an establishment and when they see, yes, the products that you have, but when they also see things like, you know, maybe you had lunch and your, you know, your container is still out, or maybe you were doing your budgeting and you still have your folder and your pens and you know, reports and things like that in an area where new people are walking in, well, that's already a distraction. So point number two to this is you really want to be able to pay attention to the details. You know, think about what will the user experience when they step into my establishment. And I know a lot of times we don't think about it, but your environment is just as important as what it is that you're serving or selling. So for me, you know, it's interesting if I walk into a place and someone says, oh, my business is struggling. And then I go into the bathroom and the bathroom just looks terrible. Um, you know, and then I'm, I'm in the establishment and it looks messy. Well, that is sending a signal to that person, right? So you might be great at what you do, but there are other environmental things that you could immediately shift and change to really give your location a five-star feel. Um, you also want to think about training your team in professionalism. I love Unity and providing in, and really like building fun things that build community and mission. So that might mean simple as something as simple as you know giving your team a, a uniform T-shirt or having a dress code that really fits with the culture you're trying to create. But when people walk in and they see that, it sets the tone for what they are looking to experience. And they may not tell you this, but they want to have a five-star experience. And what do I mean by a five-star experience? I simply mean they want to feel like you have really taken time to think about their experience. Like you have really taken time to make sure that they feel comfortable that they feel valued, that they feel respected, and they feel like you are the solution. So you really want to think about those first steps. I'm, I'm, I, and it's amazing to me because when my clients do just that first part, 
they send me so many testimonials and photos of what things look like when they clean things up. And it's just awesome. Not only did they create a great environment for the potential client or the person they're trying to help, but they've also freed themselves from distraction and they have set times so that they are focusing on certain things and that they are prepared for the day. All right, so you really do have to take your vision seriously. Number two, you have to prepare to win in sales. Now, it's funny because what I love to do is remind people to build heart-centered businesses. But let's be real. A business is where you are offering a solution and there's a transaction that's given based upon the value of what you're providing. And you really want to think about having your systems in place so that you can make those sales and it's stress-free. Now, the other thing is when you don't have these systems in place, sometimes you will struggle with what are non-paying clients or people who will come in for an appointment and maybe they'll be overwhelmed because they didn't know how much this investment was going to cost. Um, they may not value all of the things that you have to do in order to serve them. You also may struggle by having um, overbooked clients, meaning, you know, you kind of have a system where people are booking with you or they want to book with you, but they don't even know what your process is, how much things are. And so it puts a lot more stress on you. And then lastly, when you have unclear customer policies or practices, in the end, all this does is give you stress, you will feel overwhelmed, and you will lose money in your business every single day simply because you don't have systems in place. And I know there are many of you, uh, you know, that I've met with, many of you who hate technology, so you avoid it at all costs. And trust me, I understand because as I talked to before, there is a thing called funnel overwhelm, but this is different. This is just basically talking about the basic tools you need to get your systems together so that when people view what you have going on on the internet, and hopefully you have that together. Now, if you don't even have that, <laughs> we got to talk about getting your foundations together, but with the understanding that you at least have a website or a landing page or a Facebook page for your business, um, you know, you really want to ask yourself, how can I change some of what I'm doing to remove the stress, right? And so for me, the hardest part sometimes is meeting with someone who says, oh, I might have to close the doors or I feel so overwhelmed. I don't know where all these people are going that need to come to me to help them. Well, there's a lot going on. See, the thing is that just having your storefront or just having your, your service traditionally done the way we've done it, like, you know, in the early 90s, moving into the early 2000s, and especially in the 2000s where all you had to have was a static website. Those days are psh, gone. And you will have to embrace some aspect of technology. And it doesn't mean that you have to have the most complicated funnel. It doesn't mean that you have to even invest tons, but you definitely need to have the basics. 
And I find it funny, especially if tech overwhelms you, you have to be able to set aside some some investment so that you can have someone help you. So it is so funny to me when I try to guide people and I talk about the things that they'll need to do and even share with them some of the investments they'll have to make. And then they'll say, I can do it all on my own. And I'm like, well, you've been trying to do it all on your own for the past two years and we're still in the same place. So if that's the case, we have to change our activities. We have to change and really look at what we say our intentions are. Because if we want to win in revenue and grow, then we have to really think about the capacity that we presently are at and what it will take to see those shifts happen that we say that we really need. I mean, I remember that. I remember when I first started, there were so many changes I had to make. Number one, as I mentioned, I didn't want to have my face on the flyers. Um, I didn't want to have to spend time emailing people. Right. I didn't want to have to spend time showing you all my credibility for all the years of education and time and hours spent becoming the woman I am today. But I had to realize, well, Dr. Alana, if you don't do these things, how will the prospects know what you offer and how will they know that you are the solution? So I had to really take time to get the basics together. And it took time. I had to invest in coaching. I had to invest in setting aside time on my calendar where I could just have what I call incubation and truly think about what it is that I wanted to offer and how I wanted to offer it, right? So just because you have a product, that's just the beginning. The next phase of that is, you know, how do you deliver that product or service in such a way that people want to come back, that they want to go and tell their friends about it, that it wakes it wakes you up in the morning and you just feel like, oh my gosh, I could do this day in and day out. Now, I know some of you entrepreneurs, you are completely burnt out and I get it. It's tough running a business, isn't it? It's tough doing all the things, paying the rent if you have to pay uh, rental fees, thinking about the overhead, right? Getting the supplies if you are a product-based business. But if you are someone who says, I'm so busy, I don't even have time to stop and think about this, then you really need to think about how you're going to enhance your business model in 2023. You really need a moment to perhaps invest in a coach Get someone that can support you as you are trying to get out of your own way. So for me, I still remember one of the first uh, events that I ever did as of the founder of the International Women Build Confidence Conference was I remember having to hire an assistant and I remember having the thought, oh, I'll be able to run around and take care of the sign-ins and I'll be able to make sure that <laughs> that the audio system is fine and I'll be able and I just thought oh I will be able to do everything boy was I wrong and even when I got the help guess what she was helping and I was trying to help her help herself so I had to learn how to delegate and let things go and it's not easy because yes mistakes will happen but that's okay. You know what? Six hands are better than two. 
because A, it releases the stress and B, they're going to see things that maybe you don't see. So I really had to look at what it was that I was trying to do as a whole and say, okay, and oh, by the way, I did not even mention when the pandemic happened, yes, my business grew by leaps and bounds because a lot of people were pivoting online, but I won't even lie. When the pandemic was at the end of the first year, I was so burnt out. Did y'all hear me? I was burnt out. Yes, I loved what I was doing. Yes, I loved serving clients, but I did not think about the growth capacity and it really took me some time to step back, to pause on things, to stop doing some things, and to really say, okay, Alana, how do you really want to be as a business owner? And how do you want your vision to shift and change? So one of the things I saw was that so many people started online businesses. Some people weren't even qualified, but they started. And this, this did create a challenge because a lot of the clients that were coming to me were coming because they met so many uh, companies or organizations that promised one thing but didn't either A, have the competency to deliver it, B, they had the content but the person wasn't in the room, um, C, they didn't have a place to go. And look, I really believe, yes, you need automation, but again, there are times when you just need that expert in the room to truly give you some insight or a few nuggets of wisdom from their experience that will catapult you. I mean, we can't just create these online programs and just push people into them and think that they're just going to complete it without any need for support. Now, you do have your go-getters who are self-starters and they can get it done. But research has shown over and over again that online learning is a little different. And so whenever there's more engagement, whenever there's a sense of efficacy, those individuals in those programs tend to learn more. And it's the same thing even if you have a hair salon, even if you have a barbershop, even if you have a restaurant. Your clients want to feel valued. They want to feel the excitement when they come into your establishment. They want to click on things. They want to, um, they want to be a part of something. They want to feel like, you know, you are consistently there. I mean, there are certain restaurants that Hubster and I go to simply because they're predictable. They do a fine job of making us feel welcomed. We love the environment and the atmosphere. And so we consistently go there. And, you know, we only give a restaurant, right? Don't you only give a restaurant um, a chance once or twice to really prove to you if you're going to go back again? So all this to say, I understand the first two steps, right? Um, if you want to see your business grow this year, you're going to have to remove that clutter and really look at or listen to the, these first two steps. All right. So the next one is let tech basics work for you. I've seen a lot of people, right? Sometimes clients come to me with like five folders and they're like, oh, I want to show you all the projects I'm working on. And I'm like, I don't even need to see all those folders because I can tell based upon what you're showing me, that you're not even clear yet on the sequence of what steps you need to take to get to your next. 
And honestly, this is where tech can help you. There are a lot of calendar online tools that you can use. You know, we all know Calendly, you have Acuity, you even have whatever your website is. Normally they'll have a light CRM or um, system inside of their uh, program that you might be using. So you want to start to have a process where people can book appointments with you online or they can have uh, their questions answered. You want to have a digital system that you and your client can have access to. And you also don't want to forget that in your basic system, you want to be able to provide the services you offer. Um, You know, you want to share some of the costs. If it's a high value item, you just want to make sure you share who you are and all of the expertise and accolades and all the things. You got to include all the things so that people can trust and know that you are the real deal. All right, so then once you have gotten this in place, you can provide the service and cost of your product in a place where they can easily see your offer. So number four, it's time to stop learning and get to earning. It's amazing how many people I meet. They love the inspiration, right? When they're talking to me, they love the books. They love to participate. But when we get down to it and I say, okay, so are you ready to receive income for what you're doing? Because you got to make a decision. Are you going to be an NGO or do you want to be a profitable business? And I found it really interesting. I was reading an Essence Magazine article yesterday and it was showing me that there are a number of minority-owned businesses, but only 4% of them are owned by women. I couldn't believe that. Um, So if you're in the 4% few like I am, I just want to give you a shout out because it's not easy running a business. Um, And I want you to know that you are not by yourself. So the one thing I've connected with with a lot of the... um, female bosses in the house is that we do a lot. We initiate, we are putting the wheels in motion, but we are burnt out. We are overwhelmed. We are trying to figure out how to make sure we meet our financial obligations. We're taking care of families. And as you know, many women of color, right? We're in single family homes. And so that puts another pressure on us. And then on top of that, usually most of the women I meet, the amazing experts and leaders I meet, boy, do they have a servant's heart. They're volunteering. They are givers. They're taking care of their families. And when you ask them, how are you doing taking care of yourself? They just say, I'm holding on. I'm, I'm trying to gasp for some fresh air. Well, take this moment with me. I'm going to pause for just 40 seconds. Ah, how did that feel? I want to encourage you to take that pause. 
the Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast is really a podcast that was designed for you to really take stock of where you're at right now and to pull out things from what I'm saying, from, from my stories, from uh, from things that we're sharing, and really apply it to where you are at. So I lived in a time where I remember feeling so protective of my dream. And I also remember when I had many opportunities to share my talents that I turned down. I know this because I have reflected on when I became defensive instead of being open to the feedback individuals gave me regarding my talents and my possibility. And sometimes I would even become a saboteur with my own dreams. Um, And this is important to consider because sometimes when someone comes to me for advice, I say to myself, well, do they want my advice or do they really want me to go in on, you know, the truth behind maybe what they may not be seeing? So it's hard to take feedback. And one of the things we can start to do is to just say, hey, you know what? I'm listening to this podcast. What part of what Dr. D is saying is really something that I need to hone in on? Am I learning too much? And learning's too much? Now, it's funny because I don't mean for you to stop learning. But there's a time, I believe, when you can learn to the point where you are now procrastinating. It's like, how many times are you going to look over your conference notes? How many times are you going to keep looking at what someone else is doing? At some point, you got to swallow the pill of it's time for action and take the action. And that's really where you might need some accountability. You might need someone to hold your hand and say, okay, this is the goal you really want. Let's put some small steps in place so that you can start to see these things happen. Because a lot of times research shows if you don't have an outcome that's positive and you have this grand goal, you are more likely to give up. But one of the number one things you can do that will help you to persist is get some people around you. Get a mentor. Get into a program. Challenge yourself to say, no, I know I can do all these things, but I realistically can't do all these things because I really am going to need Support. Sometimes you have it all together, but you need someone outside of you to just remind you of how amazing you are and how amazing your service is, even when you feel like imposter. So sometimes you absolutely need it. And I still remember that, you know, one of the earliest memories I have, and I talk about this in my book, Tomorrow Can't Wait, but one of the earliest memories I have is of really being an entrepreneur was when I was a little girl, I was in this dance company. And every weekend you could choose to come in with a dance partner and work on routines. And so I remember there was this one day I was supposed to show up and rehearse and the young lady that I was supposed to rehearse with, she just didn't come. So I was so excited to be at this dance class and so let down when she didn't come that I just said, that's it. I'm not, I'm going to go home. And my dance teacher came out and he said, well, just because she's at home 
doesn't mean that you can't still use the time to develop your dancing skills and, you know, etc. And I felt so odd because I was like, well, I'll be by myself in front of the mirrors and that won't be, you know, I'll feel dumb because my partner's not here. And he said, no, actually show up. And when you show up, no matter who comes or who doesn't, you do your disciplined, you know, dance drills. And that was a great early lesson because it really did show me that persistence and and your ability to find success often comes in just being consistent, even when you don't feel like it, even when there are people you thought were going to be there and they're not, or maybe there's a partnership, it didn't go well. And so now you have to think about how you're going to ship things. These are just the realities of entrepreneurship. And, you know, sometimes bad things will happen. Sometimes things will fail. And then you have to just ask yourself, okay, hold up. How can I shift what I've been doing? How can I make it better? How can I stop doing the things I no longer want to do? And I also remember in the beginning, I was so hard on myself because sometimes you're looking at other people and you think, oh, I need to be doing this, 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 and that, just like they're doing it. And then you realize um, they're not paying my bills. <laughs> they're not waking up with me every day. I need to get this together. Who and how do I want to operate? And so This is what I mean when I say stop learning and get to earning. You have to then really, really get to that place where you are confident and comfortable with how you want to do things. And let me tell you, when you when you do get to that place where you know who you are in terms of how you want to operate, who you want to serve, and you have a schedule that allows you to rest and relax and find joy in what you're doing. What couldn't you do once you have that kind of momentum? And I will tell you, since January, I have been having a blast. A blast, y'all. Meeting new people, doing new things, challenging myself on doing new things I haven't done in years. And lifting up some of these filters that we have, like, oh, you're too old to be doing that. Or, you know... Um, you should be doing this. No, if you don't like it, if it has been burning you out, if you feel strained, you know, I really believe that when you are gifted at something or when you really feel like you should be doing something, it should not pain you to the point where you don't want to wake up in the morning. It shouldn't pain you to the point where you just, you know, you just feel like you're pulling the heaviest weight. If you're feeling that you're stressed out, I don't want to see you get to the top of the mountain of your dream only to pass out or have a heart attack or be burnt out or anything. And so part of that means you're going to have to find that balance, but you're also going to have to kick yourself into gear and get moving. And this is where personal development is so important because you cannot take away personal development and think that your professional development is going to be amazing. And so I was talking to one of my clients uh, two weeks ago, and I said to her, what is one of the things that really stood out to you in our time together? And she said, I didn't realize how much personal work I have to do to become this person that you think I can be. And I cannot stress it. You have to have those moments for incubation. 
You also, I think, have to forgive yourself for what failures may have happened, what partnerships didn't work. And if you're growing, it's okay if you start seeing that relationships around you change, um, certain things that fit you before don't fit you now. I mean, that's called growth, y'all. That is called growth. So when you stop learning and get to earning, a lot of things are going to change because you realize you don't have any more time to waste. You don't have another quarter to waste. And you also don't have product to waste, your services to waste, especially when you take so much time to create and build what you're doing. And then lastly, the next action I highly recommend is to invest in your own personal and professional growth. There's a lot of ways to invest in your growth. You can invest with your time, like going to the library and sitting in there and finding the books that can help you where you are the weakest. You can get a coach. You can reach out to me. You know, turning on the Lights Global Institute, we love to help experts and leaders. We don't help everyone, but if you have had a substantial amount of time in your business and you're ready for your new next, I highly recommend subscribing to TolgySpark.com because we have a number of educational events that are complimentary. And then, of course, we have programs, one of them specifically our signature program called Business Communication Mastery. And Business Communication Mastery is amazing because it allows you to finally remove all that overwhelm and get really clear about what your communication strategy will be in order to really get to those potential clients and consumers that you need. And it's amazing how sometimes people think they don't need to think about their communication strategy. You know, they'll just put something together and put it out there. But we know that people will have at least 18 touch points before they actually decide to buy, especially if you're offering a service that is a high-end product. You know, you can't just expect that they're going to go right onto your landing page and just purchase. No, they want to read things. They want to learn things. They want to learn about you. They want to hear a podcast. They want to see you in an interview. They want to read a magazine article. They want to attend an opt-in workshop that maybe for 30 minutes or so, you can give them some value. They want to walk into your establishment and feel welcomed and feel like, oh my gosh, I love this place. So when you can find a way to throw a little personality into your business, you're going to have a lot of fun. You know, I remember uh, Camilla Costa. I helped her to, to really rebrand her cleaning business. And one of the first things we did was we decided to relaunch her brand. And what did we do? Well, we worked on a strategy to get her team on board, her manager on board with the new vision for the business. And we set some events in place. We put some new policies in place. We put a work manual together. And I cannot even tell you when she did her launch night and shared with me what that launch night was like, it was amazing because you literally could see her staff members smiling, chanting out the mission statement of her brand. It was amazing. She was on fire. And um, it just really, really streamlined some things so that her next year could be her next year could be more profitable. And she actually gave birth to a new baby and is closing more commercial um, commercial deals than she's had in the past. And she always thanks me for just kind of tweaking things in her business. 
So I want you to know that when you invest in your own personal growth and professional growth, amazing things happen. When you stop seeing your investing in yourself as, oh, I have a bill to pay versus, oh, I can't wait to invest in my dream because my dream is going to outpay my investment with time. And that is the most wonderful thing you could do. Of course, to become the woman I am today, I had to invest in myself. I had to bite that pill and say, okay, what am I willing to do to be this person I've always dreamed of? And it is not easy. I mean, on top of that, working and dealing with regular life. But these are the drastic actions that helped me to build a six-figure business. And so I want to highly recommend that you answer this question. I call it a question for growth. And it's in my book, Upgrade My Life in Biz on page 10. And the question for growth says, where would you like to be? six months from now? I mean, if you had to answer that question, what would you say? What would you write? So I want to thank you for tuning in today. This message is brought to you by Turning On The Lights Global Institute, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Remember to subscribe at toldyspark.com. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast, The Five Actions You Need to Take When Your Money is Funny. To recap, take your vision seriously, prepare to win in sales, let tech basics work for you, stop learning and get to earning, and lastly, invest in personal and professional growth. That's it for me. I want to remind you that we are in the month of June where we are participating in the Do It Yourself Challenge. And that is a marketing challenge that I'm leading every Thursday night, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Dr. D Inspire link for Instagram. Please join me there. I'll be live answering your questions. I can't wait to see you soon. Bye-bye.